episode of Unapologetically OG with me, of course, telling you how I feel about things unapologetically. This channel or this podcast is mainly about um, self-improvement, elevation, so anything that we can think about that can help curve the mindset and help elevate you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and financially, this is what we're going to be discussing. So today, I do have a guest, Mr. Chris Ford. <laughs> And you see the topic for today, which is um, the seven African powers. So me and Chris, we've been knowing each other for a few years. We did business together. And, you know, lately, since we both kind of been on a spiritual journey, we really, you know, vibe. And we could talk forever when it comes to all matters of, you know, spirituality and higher thinking. So we just wanted to come here today and really just have an open discussion when it comes to the seven African powers or African spirituality or, you know, a change in lifestyle or way of living when it comes to um, a different culture. So, yeah, we just want to go ahead and vibe when it comes to that. Now, we do have a book that both of us have that, you know, if you guys want to reference it, <laughs> put your book over your tongue. I would definitely <laughs> recommend getting one if yeah. you know about the reaches or want to know more about how you can connect with their reaches it has some great information in it right and we grabbed it off of amazon so anybody can get it this is just something that we both can kind of reference together so yeah let's go ahead and get started awesome awesome so uh, just to let everyone know uh when you're talking about african spirituality a lot of times if you do have an agenda to go on and if spirit is amongst you sometime spirit may guide you to go a different way so we're going to start off talking about the seven african powers but uh keep in mind that you know of course spirit we're guided by spirit and and whatever comes up we may go a different route than talking about this so uh yeah so let's get into it so what are the seven african powers of the orishas so if you know who the orishas are and you may be you know, initiated in as as a child of one of the Orishas, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you communicate with them, uh, how you can get in tune with them, how you can, as the words say, conjure them up, you know, or basically just make that connection with them, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through ceremonies. You do want to know what you're doing and who you connect with and contact before you can connect and contact any Orisha, right? And so what I mean by that is we're going to get into, you know, what deities you go through first before you can contact any Orisha. So. Absolutely. Well, I do want to kind of jump back to what you said about what are the seven African, um, seven African powers and kind of just give them like a textbook definition. That way everybody's kind of on the same page when we get started. So... From the book, so you guys can have something to reference, um, it basically says the seven African powers are called upon for overcoming obstacles, help with spiritual change and encouragement of personal power. Any individual can call upon the seven African powers, bearing in mind that they are, they are spirit guides and anybody, whether they are initiated or not, can have contact with spirits of the deceased for their direction. Now, just a little background, the belief is, you know, you have your creator God, of course, the um, highest power, the highest being, whatever you want to call it. And then you have the Orisha, which will kind of be equivalent to um, angels. 
So the thought process is we as people, we go to the Arishas, you know, for different things that we need help with versus going to God. It's kind of like the same concept of Jesus. You know, you go to Jesus to get to God. So it's the same concept. Only difference is you have different energies that govern different things. So depending on what you need, that's the Arisha that's going to correspond to what you want to go to. Just for example, um, one of the most popular Arisha that a lot of people know about is Oshun. Oshun's color is yellow and she more so is for, you know, self-love. Um, she more so <laughs> resides in the river. So if you want to, you know, give offerings to her, if you want to work with her, you will give her things she likes, such as honey. She likes, you know, flowers, such as sunflowers. Um, and a little story is you actually have to taste the honey before you give it to her as an offering because she was poisoned before with, with honey. So it's just a lot of different things. If you want to work on your self-love and confidence, I remember working with Oshun a few years ago when I really went through that period of, um, I don't want to say depression. I don't want to give it a name, but I was just at a low point and I was just staying stuck in that same mindset of staying in that energy and kind of, you know, wasn't working on myself, wasn't keeping myself up. So what I had to do was actually, you know, work with that energy of Oshun and finding that self-love and, you know, that inner beauty and, you know, you can do that by just wearing her color, wearing yellow. I did start wearing yellow for a while. Just everything I was drawn to it. I'm like, ooh, yellow shirt. Ooh, yellow dress. Ooh, this is pretty. Like, let me just put yellow on. Oh, yeah. And he did show um, their version of what Oshun would look like, you know. But, if, you know, whatever you want her to look like. But just know she got to have yellow on. <laughs> Anything you wanted to add about um, Oshun? Sure. Uh Guys, you got to keep this in mind that we are talking about African spiritual entities, right. right? So to my knowledge and from what I've learned, these are not people that existed at one time. Um, they are principles, right? They're principles of uh, higher consciousness, which means that Miss OG can be Oshun. You know, the, the spirit of Oshun can I wouldn't say be invoked in her, but she can resonate to the consciousness and 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 the spirit of Oshun can commune with her. So some of her uh, um, some of her inner abilities to attract men, to seduce men, to sway men, or whatever you know. <laughs> It can <laughs> so she she can take on those attributes. She can take on those abilities, and because she uh, resonated with Oshun on a higher spiritual consciousness level, then Oshun can work through her, mm -hmm. right, to bring her whatever it is that she desired or wished to do. So keep in mind when we talk about these. Uh, African spiritual rishas that there are not actual physical beings that existed hundreds or thousands of years ago. They're actually principles, just like Jesus Christ would be a principle of how you act, of, of how you live a Christian life. It's a principle, right? It, these are attributes of what you take on. And because you connect with the spiritual entity, the spiritual entity can work through you to bring you to bring about a certain thing we call that magic right so uh, i want to go a little bit into real quick about how 
during slavery times, how the slave master, they would give you Jesus, right? They would tell you, they would explain what Jesus looked like, uh, who he was. They would give you a Bible and have you to read the Bible. And they would have someone, uh, uh, someone that they taught how to read or someone they taught how to inspire other other slaves, right? They would be the preacher. They would be the one that would bring the word, right? So uh, a lot of times uh, uh, our African ancestors that they were practicing, you know, uh, their African spirituality and they had to depress, you know, who they, who they were, who they connected to. Uh, I know on my father's side, they connected with spirits. They can see spirits. They can see, you know, see spirits and communicate with spirits as well as I am, you know, I have that ability as well to connect with spirits, to connect with my ancestors that passed, that passed on. You know, when you, there was something I kind of want to go back to when you mentioned slavery and, you know, working with mm -hmm. the um, ancestors and things like that. And I just kind of want to point out that's where, you know, Santeria came about. Absolutely. Masking, you know, the the African deities with Catholic deities. Right. You know, you have each Orisha is going to correspond go. with a Catholic saint, which right. I thought was really, really interesting that, you know, at some point our ancestors were still practicing, you know, the religion and still practicing the culture, but they just had to pretend it was, you know, St. Andrew versus working with, you know, Ilema. Exactly. So, so that that's a good point because that's what they did. They masked these that the deities that they were practicing African spiritualism, that the deities and the spirits that they connected to to bring about power, to bring about a, a new higher consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. when, when our ancestors went into slavery, all of that was taken away. They was told not to talk about it or not to practice your African spiritualism. Here's religion, right? And so what some of our ancestors did was they masked they mask the the power and the energies and the and the uh, the African spiritual deities that they acknowledged that they went to whenever they was in times of uh, tribulations and they needed help and assistance and power. Mm -hmm. They had to suppress those deities and take on Jesus Christ and take on you know uh, uh, they the Lord and you know so all of these other terms they just mask mm -hmm. and through. Uh, as O.G. Barnes said, through these Catholic entities, you know, the these Saint Germains or Saint or Saint John or whoever, you know, so they still had that in mind. They never lost concept of who they were. Right. They just had to do what they had to do for, you know, to not get beat to death or to not, you know, uh, uh, suffer punishment because they were saying the names of these gods and deities that that help them and assist them along the way. Right, absolutely. So you definitely make some great points there. We kind of want to get maybe just a tad bit more personal with this. So, absolutely. being that we're talking about the seven African powers, when were you first introduced to, you know, the Aruba um, religion or culture? When were you first introduced, like, to the Orishas? Like, how did the Orishas, did they come to you personally? Did somebody else introduce the information? Like, what was your personal experience? So uh, ever since I was 18, I that's when I call my awakening point. Mm -hmm. That's whenever my DNA explosion went off and I 
no longer accepted religion as a part of my way of life. Okay. I started seeking higher consciousness. I started seeking spirituality because I knew it was always something more. Mm -hmm. I just, even as a young child, I felt like I felt different. I felt alone in a world. I felt, even though you had religion and people commun you know, uh, communing at the church and they're communing with each other, I just felt lost. I just felt like this is not me. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's got to be something more to it than this. Is is I see people playing church, people playing spiritual, mm -hmm. but they have no real power. They have no real concept of of help mm -hmm. to draw help to them to draw assistance to them. And I always had that concept in the back of my mind. And uh, as I learned, you know, me, I'm actually a New Wapian, you know, learning mm -hmm. from Dr. Malachi Z. York, okay. uh, my spiritual guide, uh, one of my spirit guides here, right. physical <laughs> spirit guides, and will always be. That's where, you know, you're talking about from the age of 18 up to now. So I've seen a lot of things that people haven't seen. I've seen... Right. I've experienced things that people haven't experienced. I'm way beyond my age when it comes to wisdom, mm -hmm. when it comes to spirituality, because I had to grow up through this, you know. And so dealing with the Arishas, this is something that I came about literally less than two years ago. Okay. Um, however, I'm not a child of the Arishas, and I, I wish not to be. But I had to. That so was a school. Get initiated? Absolutely not. Really? Why not? Absolutely not. I feel like when you have to be initiated into mm. something that already is, mm. something that <laughs> that you're already in contact with, something right. that you're already, as I said, that these African Arishas, they're nothing but attributes and, and principalities mm -hmm. of higher consciousness. Right. Because I have the ability to communicate with spirits and deities and 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 so on and so forth I connect with them that way and, and being that I connect with them that way uh, being a clairaudient and in touches of clairvoyance at times I feel that uh, we we actually have the power that they have okay. which means that spiritually you connect with them mm -hmm. right as a physical human being, but realize that we are spirits having a having a physical human experience. Mm -hmm. So I am in this body, but I am not this body. Right. Right. This is the body that I incarnated into at this time to bring about certain information, certain teachings to allow the information to flow through me as a vessel, as a vehicle that I'm using this body to produce a physical, a physical power, a physical uh, 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 manifestation, because that's what we are. We are aspects of the spirits of the Most High, having a physical experience to bring about power in this earth and to teach others. So, I don't feel that initiation to me is needed because I'm doing the things that people that are getting initiated and then too I see people that are initiated and I communicate with them and they're basically turning this African spirituality into a religion and it's about money so I feel like I'm staying away from that because I know better 
right? I know better. If I want, yeah. if I want to to uh, get in tune and 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 connect myself to Oshun or Ogun, you know, then I know the direct path and the way to do that. Right. You know, and people have to find their own way, their own path. But to you know, and I'm not stepping on anybody's toes that decides to get initiated. You know, right. if, if that's what route you choose to go. That's what route you choose to go. I've always been taught from an early age, being a Nuwapian, learning the different schools of religion, learning the different schools of spirituality, that you don't step on anybody's toes because that's the path that they choose to go. And you never know where they're going to end up at. Right. Right. Because that's just the path that they're learning. That's where they are now. So you learn to respect where people are Mm -hmm. on their journey. No, so. I was just talking about that earlier. We were in the clubhouse room and it was like spirituality versus religion. And the girl right. was like, my family, I just, I'm like, you gotta chill. Like, let the people live their life. You live yours. Right. Do what works for you. But don't push your views and project, you know, project your anger and your trauma onto people. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think spirituality really taught me that. So just have more compassion for people because of course you know when we get on this journey we like little angry birds we just want to preach to everybody everybody come join over here <laughs> this is what's wrong with what you think and this is what's wrong with what you're doing right and then there's no difference because we're all just tearing each other down when you really get to that point when you're elevating consciousness you learn to respect people's frequency like i may be on a frequency six and you're on a two but that's okay like i don't have to beat you down right. you know what i'm saying believe what you believe and that's cool absolutely and, so, yeah. and, and if you need more assistance and guidance on the way mm-hmm. we are here for you but we're not going to use this as religion and bash you with it put you know hit you over the head you, you got to believe you got to believe this is the truth mm-hmm. this is the facts no, allow them to be them. Allow them to come into who they are at the time that they're going to come into it. Because before the age of 18, I probably wouldn't have had a, a uh, an awakening, a mm-hmm. DNA explosion that allowed me to uh, uh, connect with spirit before that time. That was right. my time to awaken. That was my time to be aware. As most people say, the woke. You know, and, and, and most people... They, they trip me out. They say, uh, you know, I'm woke and this and that. Oh, and is they, they're turning woke into something that is like a cliche. You it's it's so like it's, it's popular to be woke. Everybody want to be woke, but what everybody is missing is shadow work. Nobody is working on themselves. Absolutely. You can't be woke because you sit on here and watching freaking Illuminati videos on YouTube and you think you know what's going on with the shadow government. When you're not doing shadow work on yourself, like, do you know who you are? Absolutely. Like, do you know your purpose? Like, what are you here to do? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Why are you still so angry to my, oh, I've been on this woke shit since I was like, you know, 15, but you still like being ignorant. Like, you're not changing with the information that you're gathering. So it's pointless. Yeah, absolutely. The point is for us to learn the information, elevating consciousness. People around you are going to naturally gravitate towards you if it's, if it's for them to elevate. Mm-hmm. And the people that's not are going to repel against you. But if you're still doing the same shit, like, you're stuck. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. the point? Yeah, you got to take this information and you got to internalize it. You got to apply it to your life and you got to resonate on it wherever you are. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to go fast. You can go as slow as you want to. You can you can go as fast as you want to. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that you must understand is 
You got to do the inner work yourself. You got to do the prayers yourself. You got to do the meditation yourself. You got to do the rituals yourself to bring about an, an empowerment, right? Because that's what it's about. That's it. It's about empowering yourself. Mm-hmm. Empowering yourself that you know that you at any time that you need assistance, mm-hmm. you can call upon your your spiritual guides, your, your guardian angels, your ancestors, your deities, and get quick responses right away. And you don't have to wait for nobody else to do it for you. Right. And, and if, even if it doesn't come right away, right, uh, you got to realize everything comes within time. Everything comes within its own time. Uh, you know, I... I communicate with spirits, I hear spirits, and sometimes I want to always see spirits. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't happen. You know, sometimes if it's meant to be, if they come if they come to me in a dream or if they come to me while I'm meditating, they may show a shadow mm-hmm. or a a glimpse of themselves, but it won't be clear how I want to see it. It won't be like me and OG Barnes sitting side to side and I can see her face clear as day and see everything. And sometimes it's frustrating whenever you're able to hear the spirits and connect with spirits, but you don't see the physical aspect of them. If if you have people out there that's clear audience and understand what I'm talking about, then you, you understand what I mean. But, you know, you have to let this take its own course. Now, you know, it sucks even more when it's just an internal, when you get to that point where you're not hearing any voices or seeing anything. It's just like an inner knowing. And then you're always Absolutely. fighting back and forth. You're like, is it me or is it something else? Yeah. <laughs> well, something making me feel like I need to go do this, but this don't make no damn sense. Like, where did right. it come from? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I hear I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, what are y'all talking about? I heard the Orishas is, uh, you know, that's, that's voodoo. Oh, that's what people practice. That's what the Haitians God. practice and this and that. So understand that voodoo is a study of ecology and the study of nature. That's it. Right? It's the study of nature. It's because anytime you hear someone talk about the Rishas, you're, t- you're hearing them talk about uh, different aspects like Oshun resides in the oceans or near water. Uh, but you know what? We oh, gotta boom. keep it a book. Everybody's hearing the negative side. They're right, hearing about right. the hexing. They're hearing about the different spells. You know, they're hearing about the bad stuff that comes with it. And people have to understand that everything is neutral and it's filled by intention. So I feel like voodoo is neutral. Santeria is neutral. Ifa is neutral. But if I get into it with bad intentions, that's what makes it bad. The people and your intention is not the actual thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can practice voodoo. And I can decide to hex people all day, but for me, that's something that I just do not dabble in. I don't, you know, I follow that one major rule, do not transgress on other people's free will. I let them do what they do. Even if you do something to me, I know my ancestors are going to hop on your ass and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> so I just sit back and chill. I'll be like, okay, listen, <laughs> you ready for this pressure? Because <laughs> I'm not going to do, I'm not about to lift a finger. But, you know, some people do that. Anytime somebody make them upset, they're like, oh, I'm going to put you in a coffin. I'm going to put you in this. I'm going to do a spell. And it's a me that just show you weak. So that's and, all. And then also what I, you know, because I, I communicate with a lot of conscious uh, people in the community, mm-hmm. whether they whether it be um, they are into uh, voodoo or voodoo or even hoodoo or or just practicing their African spiritualism the best way that they know. Um, 
realize this, that when you have people that say, oh, I'm going to put a spell on you or I'm going to curse you and this and that. Well, guess what? They, they have they have ancestors too, right? Yeah. They have spirit guides too. So as long as they are in communication with their spirit guides and know their spirit guides and guardian and, and, and ancestors are protecting them, then, you know, really you can only do so much that they will allow you to do. Now, if that person don't believe in, in that or they do believe in it and they're spooked and they're scared, then yeah, you probably could have some, some ability over them to scare them or to hex them or whatever. But Hey, you know, we, we got spirit guides, we got guardian angels, we got ancestors just like you do, and they go to bat for us. So, you know, w with all that, you know, <laughs> with all that, I'm going to put a spell on you, a hex on you, a curse on you. You know, that, that don't work for everybody. And they don't understand how magic works because you're going to have to pay your debt back too. Right. you asking them to intervene. Because it will come back to you. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, real quick, I definitely wanted to... Uh, Go into you know this movie that I saw the Django. Did you see that? The movie I did. The Django? I, yes and no. Okay. I kind of stay away from movies like that that I feel like are going to be triggering. Right. But yeah, <laughs> I try to stay away from movies that's going to be triggering. I watched a little bit of it. Um, right. I guess it was okay. Okay. So. But, yeah. Uh, yeah so I thought about. Uh, what the Django, the movie is. And then I thought about whenever I was reading the book, you know, The Seven African Powers, and I thought about Django, right? So I said that uh, when you're watching the movie The Django, uh, which is a strong indication and representation of aspects of Django, which is a war god, right? Because essentially that's what the Django reminded me of, you know, in times of war, uh, to be a protector. Uh, so... He claimed to give victory over adversaries and perform punishment upon them. He is called for all men, for all men with issues to do victory and sensuality and be seductive to women. So that kind of resonated with me. And I was like, oh, man, OK, that that actually uh, that that made sense for them to do a movie. But, you know, a, a lot of times when they're doing these movies, they know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing and they know what they're trying to show you. It's just they give you clues and hints of of, uh, of your African spiritualism. And, you know, it's up to you to pick it up. It's up to you to, to say, okay, you know, I resonate with that or I see where that's going. I see who that's representing in right. African spirituality. But, so. you know, you kind of have to know that, you know, even jumping into the next Orisha or Yah, Storm. Mm -hmm. That's all, yeah. Right. Like, but if you don't really know what to look for, you really think like, oh, this storm person is so cool, like that. This is all, yeah. Like, you know. Absolutely. The guardian of the graveyard, you know that rapid change or whatever. Like, you don't play with her when you ask her for stuff. That thing coming in like swoosh, and you like, wait, <laughs> this is not how I asked for it, but it's just gonna knock everything down, destroy it all, wipe it clean, and then rebuild. Right. Absolutely. Transformation is like crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I don't play with Oya unless I'm ready for that pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So uh, from knowing what the Arishas are mm -hmm. and communing with them, have you ever petitioned an Arisha? Like, have you ever maybe gone to the crossroads and put something down in remembrance or? Um, let's. 
I did a um it's called like a debt cleaning or debt clearing um <clears throat> ritual or spell if you will where you do do the crossroads at midnight with sixteen pennies. Okay. Yeah, so I've so done that. So how did that work out for you? It worked out good. I need <laughs> to do another one actually. <laughs> and then I've done offerings to Oshun in the river, but I've never asked her for anything. Um Oya I think I was just in like a weird space where I asked for some rapid transformation and yeah, that rapid transformation definitely came through. Like I said, okay. it just wasn't as expected the way that it came through. I was kind of like, what in the hell? <laughs> but that's when I learned like you have to be very specific when you ask for things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you do. You do and you have to, you know, realize that it may come swift. It may come soon, but then it may take a while. And I've also done, you know, offerings to Gemiya, which is, you know, my head, my spiritual head. Awesome. The one I resonate with the most, so. Yeah. You know, I actually, uh, this was months ago. Mm-hmm. We went to the beach, and I was, uh, we, had, we had set up a tent, mm-hmm. and I was sitting on the inside of the tent. And, you know, of course, working on opening my third eye. Mm-hmm. I did that, and um, so in doing that, I hear a voice, like an inside voice, and you know, come in the sun, come in the sun. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> come to the so, light, yeah. So so I can't. <laughs> so I sat in the sun. I was no longer under the tent. I sat in the sun, mm-hmm. and then I just started to, you know, my my grandson. He actually went to the ocean. He actually went in the water, and my brother-in-law, he was following him, and I said, you know what, let me go to the water or whatever. So on the way to us getting in the water, playing and splashing, I felt big, strong waves, and I was like, okay, the big, strong waves <laughs> remind me of of, uh, of, of Yimiya. And I was like, Yimiya. And then, the, then the, the soft tap wave reminded me of Oshun, and then I right. said Oshun. <laughs> And then I just kept on going back and forth, and the waves kept on responding to every time I said something. And then as we were leaving the water, they were like, pick me up some seashells before you leave. So I'm like, okay. Did you do it? I absolutely did. And as you can Good. see, I have a candle here. Oh, with some seashells. With some seashells for yes. Yenny Yacht, right? Love it. And I also have I some. Have my on today. Mm-hmm. All right. And I also have some seashells on a uh, on an altar that I made for Oshun. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you do make these connections, whether it's an inner connection and the spirit's talking to you within within you through your subconscious, or it comes without, mm-hmm. you know, the outer voice connecting with you, it's always good to listen and commune with them because they may have a message, they may. Uh, uh, have a blessing for you, anything of that nature. So you definitely don't want to uh, miss that communication, miss being in tune with the with the spirit guides, with the Arishas, with deities, because Listen. you know they they are there for you. I think I would have definitely have been dead by now had I not listened to my my spiritual guides. And it's so funny that when you really think about it, you notice that you've been connected ever since you were little. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You just didn't really know what it was. Or you called it something else. 
But now that I understand and recognize what it was, I'm just like, I noticed different things happen in my life. Like, for example, years ago, I was dealing with this guy or whatever. And, you know, me and my friend went over there. We were hanging out. And I was supposed to go back that evening. But I was at home. I'm like doing my homework and stuff. I was in college. And I was like, you know what? Something just told me, like, literally, it was like, don't go. And it was like clear as day. And I'm kind of like, okay, what the hell? Talked to him on the phone whatever and um i'm like hey so i'm not gonna be able to make y'all guys finish up my homework so he's like man i'm like you know what i had every intention on something but something said don't go like i was the last person to talk to this man like literally five minutes after that he was killed mm. so i was like damn like had i went over there things would have turned out differently you know what i'm saying right. even two years ago my children and i we got into a car accident you know my car flipped three or four times off the freaking um turnpike wow. but it's so funny because literally minutes before that i had my music blasting and my windows was down something was like left the windows up and turn the music down had i not did that me and my kids would have went flying out the damn window mm. so it's just starting things i just be like oh my god i'm glad i be listening to that inner guidance and it just get louder and louder and louder just when it comes to little everyday things like Go do this. Get up. Go do this. Like, okay, you time to go to the gym. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> we're just moving along until it's something crazy. And I'm just like, okay, no, you tripping. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so different ways that I tune in a lot of times when I'm meditating. Uh, a lot of times I use this device, this device right here, which is a metronome. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you guys know what that is. So a metronome is basically it. It, uh, it has tones, it has uh, uh, like uh, tempos, beats, and things of that nature. It has it programmed in there so it can allow you whenever you are meditating and you have outside noises. I talk to a lot of people and they say, man, I can't, I don't know how you meditate, you know, because I have, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of chatter going on in my head or you hear these outside noises. And it kind of messes up my concentration. Well, I had to I had to find a device that would divert the the noises that I had in my head, whether it was chatter, uh, scratching nose, or or what are you wearing tomorrow? You know, you you have crazy things, crazy thoughts that come up when you're trying to focus and concentrate and do the inner work, do that shadow work. You know, so. This is a device that I sometimes use when there's outside noises or whatever, and I just want to focus on tuning in, you know, as, or as most people say, tapping in, tapping in, you know, that's how you tap in. You, you tap in through the tones, through the vibrations, through sounds. So let me What's the difference between using that versus finding some tunes or something on YouTube, putting your headphones in and meditating? There, there is no difference. Uh, it's just your preference. It's okay. just whatever you decide. You know, if you want soft uh, uh, tones of like the ocean or birds chirping or whatever, you know, whatever uh, uh, you choose to use, that's that's good for you in whatever way you choose to meditate or tap in or whatever. But I also, this was before I was able to uh, tap in. Just to give you guys some some uh things that let's just say you wanted to meditate or you wanted to become more more uh in tune with yourself with your spirit guides with deities or ancestors 
you know, these are different tools that you can use to tap in and do that. So I would recommend also uh, for you guys that try to open up your third eye um, and you haven't had much success, Tiger Bomb. Yes. Right? I heard and most people Tiger would Bomb. say, what, is, what does Tiger Bomb have to do with opening up your third eye? A lot of times if you put that on the center of your right right between your eyes a little bit above your eyes right there where your third eye would be um it, it allows the penetration so some people say okay what's the difference between ben gay using that and using the uh the tiger bomb well the tiger bomb is a menthol with it it penetrates through the skull right through that hard cavity right there to get to the pineal gland because your pineal gland is in the center of your head. So in order to get your pineal gland to pulsate or vibrate and open up and allow you access to tap into your higher consciousness, Tiger Bomb is, is a tool that you can actually use to allow your third eye to open up. And so I had to use that for a while until I knew how to, through meditation, focus and open up the third eye on my own, mm -hmm. you know, without the aid of that. So sometimes I still use it. Sometimes I don't need to. Um, so what are some of the benefits of opening up your third eyes since you brought this up? Uh, <laughs> the benefits is really, you know, we look at, you know, we're on Earth now in the third dimension, the, the third, as they call it, the third planet mm -hmm. or whatever. So we experience different things as far as see, hear, touch, taste, smell, um, one, two, three, everything is pretty much on the earth level on the third dimension, you're trapped, mm -hmm. right? In the physical body, you're trapped. So if, if one wanted to, be, to vibrate on a higher consciousness level or to uh, 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 obtain a certain degree of consciousness in their subconscious, then they would have to mentally through your consciousness ascend up. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about going from the third dimension to the fourth or fifth or sixth dimension. The third dimension, how you ascend up is the fourth dimension. I see it as an elevator that goes to the fourth dimension. I mean, that goes to the, uh, the fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. So in meditation, once I'm focusing my third eyes open, my consciousness focuses on, you know, once I'm in deep states of meditation, I start to see spheres and orbs of light. And what it does is the light, it pulsates in and out. So as I'm focusing on the orb or the sphere of light, my consciousness literally catches a ride on the, on the, on the uh, sphere of light. And that's what elevates me or allows me to travel consciously uh, to the fifth dimension and my subconscious is open. Now I'm able to connect and convene with my spirit guys, with my ancestors, with people on the other side. I, I shouldn't say people, but spirits on the other side. Spirit. You feel it penetrating? Feel it. Yes, I yes. feel it penetrating. Yes. I'm like, okay, it's getting warm. That's, right that's a real serious tool. So... I want to give a shout out to Brother Panic. If you guys know Brother Panic, um, he definitely uh, he 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 is he is in the space of of you know the higher consciousness awareness. Um, 
you know, and, and he shared that tip with us through a video and it works very well, you know. So when it, when it comes to this occult, doing things in a occult, mm -hmm. most people say, the occult, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like, um, <laughs> you know, like you guys Illuminati. are possessed or Illuminati or Illuminati. whatever. And, and, and people that talk about the Illuminati, all it means to illuminate yourself. That's it. Right? Your, your consciousness, your third eye, you're illuminating your third eye to, for your consciousness to ascend or to travel to the other dimensions. And right? Of course you so, got good and bad. And you got good and bad. So you're going to see spirits that may not be for you. You may see mm -hmm. spirits that will fight for you, that, that mm -hmm. is for you. You know what I'm saying? So connecting with your spirit guides, connecting with your ancestors, they're always going to have your back. And I will always recommend connect with your spirit guides, connect with your ancestors before you connect with the Orishas, with any other deities. Absolutely. Because they know what it's like mm -hmm. right to live here to live on earth they know what it's like to pay bills they know what it's like to struggle they know what it's like to feel hunger mm -hmm. they know what it's like to almost get in a car crash you know what i mean mm -hmm. they know these things so if you commune with them and 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 connect with them you'll have a smoother journey in this occult uh and in, in spirituality you have a smoother journey because of you always want to go through your bloodline before you go to spirits that's, that may not be of your bloodline, yeah. that may not even be of your nationality. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have deities on, on, on my altars as well, uh, other deities that are in, you know, uh, um, from China, mm -hmm. from other parts of the world. Well, they may not be of my bloodline, but because of my, uh, because of how I commune with deities, then I may resonate with them and they may resonate with me. So I utilize those energies. Most people say, well, what are you doing? Are you praying to them? Are you worshiping them? No. Spirits don't worship real true spirits. High supreme spirits don't worship other spirits. Mm -hmm. They utilize those spirits. And convene with those with those spirits for a particular purpose, because they're nothing but energies. The Orishas is nothing but energies. That's what you must understand. They are not physical beings that will come and help and save you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These are spiritual entities that we acknowledge through principles uh, of of their likeness, and that's how we commune with them spiritually on a high spiritual level. But we do not worship them. And if you find yourself worshiping them, then you're turning this African spirituality into it's a religion. religion. Absolutely. And that's what and we're that trying to get away from. A great point that he just made. Now, I did notice just to recap, we kind of went over all the females. So what we're going to do is we're going to save part two to go over the male Orisha. So just to recap a little bit, we went over Oya, um, which is the... Um, Orisha of transformation, rapid change, tornado, hurricanes. Um, we have um, Oya, which is more so for self-love, for finances, for prosperity, um, for love matters, family matters, matters of the heart, anything with healing and things. Her color is yellow. Um, we also went over Yemaya, which she governs the ocean water. She is the divine mother, more so depicted as um, a mermaid. So... Yeah.
just going to recap here. So, guys, catch us back here. We'll be back for part two when we talk about the male Orisha. Um, so, yeah, thank you so, guys, for joining us today on Unapologetically OG. Peace.